Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. So join Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. Hi, welcome to the Great Women in Compliance Podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. We are also supported by Corporate Compliance Insights. Both of them are excellent places that you can get tons of good information and hear more from the, from the two of us and from others, especially Mary's most recent column, Living Your Best Compliance Life. Did I say that right, Mary? You did. Thank you for, for the shout out, Lisa. That's so kind. And as I just broke the surprise, as everybody knows, when we start a new, as I call them, WIC mesters or quarters, whatever you want to say, Mary and I get together to chat and catch up. And that's what we're doing today. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We've got some news, some, some news to talk about. But first and foremost, I wanted to uh, catch up. And Mary's been doing a um, a bunch of different interesting, some speaking engagements. So I wanted you to just kind of talk about what you've got going on for starters. Oh, thanks, Lisa. Um, so it's been busy. It's conference season. And I headed out to Amsterdam for the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics, ECEI, which was my first time attending that in person. A lot of fun to meet some of our European peers overseas. And then two days back in Boston before heading out to Westlake in California. And if you don't know where Westlake is, even I found out a lot of Californians don't really know. It's near a thousand oaks and went to Concero's Ethics and Compliance Officer Forum out there. So my body is ravaged by jet lag. My brain does not know what is going on, but maybe that's nothing new. And happy to share some of the the thoughts, especially with the two juxtaposed next to each other. I thought it was interesting to sort of compare and contrast what Team Europe was was focused on and what Team US is, is looking at. So I would say that two of the most prominent themes on the agenda in Europe were ESG, but like specifically greenwashing came up multiple times and then artificial intelligence. Um, And in the US conference, ESG perhaps unsurprisingly came up again, really not much reference to artificial intelligence, a little bit of talk about chat GPT, but I can understand why Team Europe is focusing more on that with the advent of the Artificial Intelligence Act set to come into force any time now. So perhaps that regulatory pressure is, is making it more on the forefront of the minds of our colleagues out that way. And in the US, it seems like Everybody is trying to figure out the ephemeral messaging policies, also understandable in light of the recent guidance out here. That really wasn't mentioned too much in Europe, I would say. And what everybody's thinking about is stuff that you and I have already talked about on the podcast, Lisa. So, okay, cool. I need to do a policy, but how exactly am I going to enforce the policy in, in practice? People are still grappling with that. So it sounds like policies are being drafted, but there's still a lot of thought going into how they're going to turn out because we need to think about the, the pragmatic aspects. And so I'm not hearing of a lot of policies actually already in force that have covered the, the, the government's expectations there. And I would say for artificial intelligence, 
we really need to be thinking about this now, whether you're in the US or any anywhere else, for the reason being that I see it as akin to what social media was, and that is in regard to whether or not you personally are going to partake in using artificial intelligence tools or whether you choose to have social media accounts. There is no getting away from the fact that as compliance officers, our organizations are going to somehow interface with artificial intelligence. And we need to be thinking now about what policies we're going to put in place, just as we did when it became clear that social media wasn't going anywhere. So my tip would be to encourage you, even if you're not going to be affected by the Artificial Intelligence Act, that in my mind, that has to be the begin like the tip of the iceberg for what we're going to see on a more global basis. And I can imagine that other jurisdictions are set to follow soon. Yeah, I guess I was thinking a little bit about um, the AI Act and thinking about years ago, one of my you know older people moments, like GDPR <laughs> or yep. the whistleblower, the whistleblower directives. Mm. Everything comes back to that, and where you know, the the EU was much more prescriptive, mm-hmm. and the you know the US it, it was different. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the future. Like, what are the regulations, and how are we going to ha- how do you handle mm. those from a, an organizational standpoint? For example. Yeah. AI for some sort of machine learning or questions. Yep. What, what can we do? What can't we do? I think it's. I think it's fascinating. I think we really don't know what we don't know yet either. Um, I agree. I think those are fantastic parallels. Thank you for for raising them. I hadn't considered them, but as you mentioned them, they make complete sense. And you know, something that fizzled out a wee bit that yeah, we still need to pay attention to, but never really got the traction that it could have was conflict minerals. I do not think artificial intelligence is going to be another conflict minerals. Right. Yeah, I don't either. I think it, you know, I just, I think it's just really going to keep coming up for us for different things over time. And as Mm -hmm. you said, it it will become a bigger issue. And I think everyone's looking at it and trying so hard to get ahead of the game that I think Mm. people are, we're not entirely sure what the game is yet with either, which is really hard. And that's why I think when it comes to this element of our compliance program and remembering that we may not own the sort of artificial intelligence area kind of, you know, but we we are likely to have a lot of involvement in at least controls, risk assessment and identification and helping with policies. But it has to be a kind of a living element of your compliance program because what we have happening now is certainly not the extent of it. And I think one of the interesting areas that's coming into play in artificial intelligence is that it can even analyze a visual joke and explain it. And that says of today, imagine what it's going to be like in just one year of time. And then of course, beyond. So having the flexibility built into your program and not being rigid about what you initially put into place with the understanding to your business, that we're going to have to be adaptable as artificial intelligence evolves and our compliance program will too. This is just the starting point, what we work on now. Yeah, it really is amazing. And one thing I just, before we end this topic, there's one of the things when I think about the distinctions between Europeans and the U.S., some of the rest of the world, but in this conversation, apologies to New Zealand that I'm supposed <laughs> to. I know, terrible, <laughs> terrible me. But I always explained it when people, when I would talk about things like, you know, the, the sensitivity to, you know, your emails or people work emails and all the rules in, in Europe, 
in the U.S., and then I I would explain to them, you know, in the U.S., we just expect people to see a lot of our things in our businesses Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's a different Mm -hmm. kind of philosophy. Or like, if it's on my computer at work, they may Mm -hmm. see it. And I, and Mm -hmm. so I explained, I said, it's, we see that similar to the way you see privilege sometimes Mm -hmm. in Europe. Mm -hmm. In Europe, the privilege is so limited and people don't think Mm -hmm. about it first thing. You ask an American lawyer, it's like Mm -hmm. privilege, privilege, maintain privilege. So Mm -hmm. I kind of always am thinking about, you know, how are we going to see this distinction? Will it be something or something else? And again, a really nice parallel. I love that. And it leads me to share, I think, one of my greatest sort of identification of differences between attending. So I've attended conferences previously in Asia, the Middle East and the United States, which are all places where I've been been living. This was my first time in Europe. And what I was really impressed about with our European colleagues is how interactive they were in the sessions. They didn't leave it all up to the speakers to just, you know, present unilaterally. They really got involved in the discussion. And I I love the engagement from the European attendees. I love that. I I haven't been in a few years. That was actually one of the first conferences. I think I went to the European one as a participant before I even went to the SCCE in the U.S. Oh, well, yeah, I also back in my gate group days, I did that. And I also did an academy. So I got to know the Mm prod experience there. But what I I mean, I love it. It was such a, a really cool size. People were engaged and everything was it was really, really interesting. So shout out. SCCE for the uh, ECEI for that. I really, mm. the engagement in the people and, and, and it really helped, you know, I try, I try some days I'd better than others. I'm making sure I keep my global perspective on mm-hmm. things to, to learn and hear the people discussing it, even in a European focused way is tremendously mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. I have not been out there speaking as much as, as you have recently. I, but I, uh, in terms of me, uh, one thing, there are a couple of things coming up. I think I'm mm-hmm. doing something with Matt Kelly and, uh, oh, super. but I'm not sure when that's been confirmed yet. So that, you know, by the time my breaking news, because it was originally confirmed for when I'm on vacation and uh, I like, yes, we're big proponents of what, you know, having your life balance. So I'm mm-hmm. doing it, telling everybody here, it's a yoga retreat where I won't have Wi-Fi for a week. So mm-hmm. Not a great week to speak, but in any event, mm-hmm. all of us doing something that scares us, being, you know, out of contact like that, I'm very excited. It's a little intimidating. Oh, well, I wish you just the most rejuvenating and relaxing time while you're away. Sometimes just knowing that you don't have the distra- distraction, like the relief I feel when getting on a plane and there's no yeah. internet connection and just being like, sweet, now I can watch a movie with no guilt. Yep. And the other part that I'm enjoying about it is there, I have said at work, there will be a way to reach me, but you're going to have to call the front desk of a yoga retreat <laughs> and ask for me. So most people will think twice before that, but yes. if not, it's, it will give me like bragging rights in a way forever. Like, really? You mm-hmm. called about that? And nobody, I think mm-hmm. more than that, nobody wants to deal with the embarrassment. So I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, awesome. I like that little control yeah. you've put in place. <laughs> the thing I remember, one of the things I'm really looking forward to right now, and I, I mentioned that because I think what we're doing it together is we're going to be part mm-hmm. of the inaugural Compliance Week Women's Summit. And we'll be talking mm-hmm. about networking, mm-hmm. I think, and, you know, and building your community and, and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting to see you and to, to talking about mm-hmm. that with women in, in the field and learning about that as well. So I, I think it's a it's going to be a great event. I'm excited to be a part of it. And I want to mention that one too, because I thought, it, I just think it's cool that, you know, things like what, what we've done and others are, are a part of 
things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's kind of unsurprising that they've decided to, to put this in place. The women's brunch at compliance week last year, I think was a, a, Oh God, I almost wanted to say it was a great session. And then that felt very self-congratulatory because I was in it. But um, what I mean to say really is that it was like a, like a very packed room and people were again, like, you know, really interested in asking questions to help the advancement of themselves and those around them as women in, in, in their careers. So now this is a whole conference dedicated to it. And for more information, the agenda is already out. So look it up. It'll be in June in Atlanta. Lisa and I will be traveling in and looking forward to a good catch up there and networking with other people, probably using some of the tips that we share during our session. Uh, so really looking forward to it. And Lisa and I haven't spoken together on a panel since um, our, probably, our origin story. Yeah, very early in the pandemic. Although I think we also spoke at Conversance, Converge with Lisa yeah. Beth at one point. Of, yeah, there was a good cluster. So we haven't we haven't come together in a while. So this will be really lovely. Yeah. And that's really a really good segue to where we're going right now for for you to talk about some other, some news that you're going to share with our community. Mm, thanks, Lisa. So this has been in the works for a little while now behind the scenes between Lisa and myself. I would like to concentrate on some other areas and after four and a half years on the podcast, finish up my host contribution when Lisa and I hit 200 episodes and do not hold us to this because this is two lawyers doing math, but we think that will be, uh, we project that to be on the 5th of, of July. So a few more months to go and then I will hand the reins over to, to Lisa completely. I hold one in my hand, she holds the other. So I'll pass her the other and Lisa, will you share with us? I know that you're you're obviously working very hard on the future of GWIC, sort of like a, a GWIC 2.0 chapter, and 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 I know that a lot of that is being refined at the moment. But what can you share with us, perhaps at a high level? Well, first of all, Mary is always if we can use OG and emeritus in a sentence, that's it. You're always a part of the podcast, and I want people also to know, like, this is really cool. Like, you build something. You, you come up with your first compliance friend who becomes your real life friend. We do this together. And then mm-hmm. one of the things I just want to say is like, I love the fact that when we started talking about next steps, it was never mm-hmm. on Mary's like the, and the podcast would end or on my end. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to do this? It's okay. Mm-hmm. This is what people do as they're going through stuff. And I just think mm-hmm. it's a really, you know, it's a great testament to women in our community and your LinkedIn community that you built initially. So mm-hmm. this before I go into a little bit of a little bit of a preview, I mm-hmm. want to tell you that like you built and helped us grow such an amazing community that you're still you may not hold a rein, but you're definitely, you know, basically, you know, helping the elevator in both directions, up and down in it. And we know that that will still happen. And I just personally need to thank you about that before I talk about any of the other things because my career and my personal life and friendships are so enriched by Mary Shirley. So thank you, Lisa. And really sincerely right back at you. I'm so proud of what we've achieved together and having a 
compliance wife that, you know, well, podcast spouse that I've been able to work with. And I, I feel like we've done so much together. The, the last four and a half years have been packed and I'm deeply grateful to you for what we've worked on together. And I support everything that you do for the podcast moving forward. I can't wait to see not only what's next for you in the podcast, but always, of course, watching your career and your personal pursuits. I really look forward to continuing to observe just a little bit a little bit um you know in the, the 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 front row of the audience rather than being in the stadium right and you're still an aunt to the great dog in compliance oh yeah. my god that will never end good old yeah. rocky yeah, go rocky <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't have this conversation without at least mentioning you know that part of it but i will tell you a little bit about mm, where we're going without going into i'm still working through it again if some people are still listening and they have some thoughts or ideas please send them but mm. where we're we're venturing toward is going to a sort of a two interviews a month format and then a two more of either a round table or an occasional mm-hmm. webinar where we can get a group of, of people together of women mm-hmm. and talk about either a you know topic of interest um and myself and, and probably somebody else will be co-host and will be like helping you know moderate those panels mm-hmm. so that instead of just having interviews and interviews and then we come up with some different things we'll also have the these group conversations and maybe eventually try to do something live. Again, that stuff is in the works in the background. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not quite finalized. When we talked about the July 5th that we're not quoting, generally, Gwick will take a summer vacation Mm -hmm. and come back probably right after the U.S. Labor Day with Mm -hmm. all the the new things, just because that'll give us a little bit of time. 200 is a good time to take a little break. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And it worked out time-ways that well. Um, and I think that that that's where we are again. I, I don't mean to be deliberately vague. That's the format. No, that's helpful. It's a a good a sneak preview and appropriate amount of amount of teasing for everybody, including myself, to be excited about what's to come and what's next. And you know that you know I, I put you on the spot offline, but also you know I'm <laughs> an occasional guest. Particularly, mm. I know you've got a lot going on, and I'm going to say, mm. you know, one of the things that you know I, I know you have some things that are coming up that you might be able to speak with us about on the podcast. So, what other things do you have going on that mm. you might want to share a little bit about? Sure, thank you for the opportunity. So. I'm excited to share again a little preview myself, keeping it a wee bit vague because not all of the teachers have been announced for now, but I'm anticipating joining a law school as an adjunct professor in the fall. And I do not underestimate how much work is involved in teaching a class for the next generation of compliance officers. My second book, which is coming out later this year, the plan is that it will be an electronic and ebook sold on corporate compliance insights. And I really like the inclusiveness of this because when you rely on Amazon as your forum for selling, it's difficult for a lot of the countries overseas to one, even really be able to access it at all. And two, with the the price of shipping, if you're not in the US, this might come as a shock to you, but the, the, the price of shipping something like the sending the elevator back down, what we've learned from great, great women in compliance, that cost $27 or 27 euros per book just to send it. So you're paying the same amount, like more for the shipping than you are for the book. 
and that kind of grosses me out. So at least having an environmentally friendly ebook available as the first stage and then later on I'll aiming to do a joint book launch party with Matt Silverman, who's also got a book coming out on building champion networks in your organization. We're aiming to celebrate our our books together in October in Chicago. So for those of you aiming to be at the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics, CEI, Matt and I look forward to meeting with you there. And I'm sure Lisa does also. <laughs> and <laughs> like I can't leave you out. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> well, I'm laughing for two for one reason. I was thinking, you know, that we talk about maybe doing something goiky there too, but I haven't quite figured Ooh. that. Out. So I don't know what that again. That's way far in the future, and it may not be the same. But one thing that you yeah. actually just teed up for me that I wanted to, I was I want to make sure. sure you cared about the book before mm. I asked a question, but. And we are hoping, I, I mean, we meaning me and the future are hoping that you <laughs> show up to, to talk a little bit about your book uh, in maybe one of our, either an episode or in one of the roundtables or something like that, because I would we'd love to be able to help, you know, I'm, I'm excited to read it. So to be you. a part of that too. So That's so generous of you. I really appreciate you making that offer and, and extending the availability to do that. It's really kind of you. Um, so, yep, that's that's a little bit about what's what's happening. And I wanted to, you know, I think you, those of you who have been listening to us for some time, you know, I had a failed attempt at um, trying to take a step back and juggle less things around. This is back in, I think, 2021. Just one, Just one failed attempt? One, I, one, one, I'm just going to count there as being only one failed attempt. And then this year I made it the year of pairing back. And so, you know, we have different stages and chapters in our lives and, and part of, um, I think being successful at juggling is understanding what we wish to prioritize at different times, what makes the most sense for us and knowing, you know, just that, that old adage of when one door closes, another always opens, making sure that you haven't got every single door in your house open, letting the wind breeze through and freezing you, ensuring that you've got adequate ventilation, but, that you're not also suffering from frostbite. So um, <laughs> that's what's going on. And the, the quick, the quick door is one that I, I, I hope Lisa and I will keep open for me just a crack. We'll put a little door jam in there. And, and I, I really just look forward to seeing what Lisa's got planned. Um, there's nothing more exciting than a reinvention and I know that Lisa putting her stamp on it and, and whoever else will be involved in the future is just going to be fantastic and will, will only lead to more dynamics and, and interesting things for GWIC, GWIC 2023 and beyond. Well, I'm not sure if I wanted to say you sort of have a revolving door because you might, but then I thought it was more like using the old song, Hotel California. You can check out. Oh, yes. Nice. But that's, you know. But we, but I assumed that ahead of time, you know, and I think I, I said a little bit of the thank yous that I wanted to say earlier. And, and since this is a celebration of our first 200 for the next 13 episodes or however many there are right now, 12, 13, I I'm mean, down. do you have any like favorite one before we go? And we'll probably, you know, do this again as we think about it, but do you have any sort of like favorite quick type moments that 
stand out to you that you might want? We've talked about some before. Oh my goodness. We've just had so many happy times, Lisa, like both you and I combined. We've had some ridiculous laughs on our joint episodes. And then we've had many memorable people become our friends. I cannot choose just one. So I'm going to say the best moment, and I can still see this so clearly in my mind now, is you and I at the conference, I think we were in Las Vegas, yeah, at that dinner having you know, our food and drink and just getting really excited about formulating what was to come. And that was, um, about four years, probably about four years and a bit months ago now, but I still feel that moment and see it so clearly in my mind, the, the birth of, and the conception of, of what we were going to work on together. And it's just been such a fabulous journey. And I can't express my gratitude enough to you for, for what we've done together and supporting me the whole time. It's, it's, I will never forget this time in my life. That, me, me either. And I, I see the exact same moment. The other thing that me, I always think about too, there are two things. One is getting the messages that we periodically get from people. And we got oh, a yeah. one last week about somebody yeah. who, when they refer to other episodes, not us, but other people that they listen to and re-listen yeah. to. It just, you feel like you made a difference, but I, yeah. That first meeting is one of the things. The other thing that I always remember now is when I came to Boston and Matt Kelly helped us because we had no oh, idea yes. how to record an episode. We were podcast virgins. And now I feel like I don't want to overstate things and also to underrepresent Tom's role in the production of this. I just feel like we've learned so much, right? Like about how to market things, how to advertise, how to how to network better through this as well. It's just been such an amazing learning moment to to understand that you know, I don't really consider myself very capable in the tech space. Like, and those of you who have reported into me will be laughing right now because it's true. But just being able to say like, holy heck, like we've been responsible for 200 podcasts or, you know, we will have been by the time, you know, I finish up on this. What a freaking amazing achievement, all the time and effort that was put into that. And I don't mean to take away from any of like the amazing guests and those who helped us get set up, but that's a lot of hours that yeah. we put in. We did. And and I mean, and there was so much you know, that would happen. I mean, our, our first 11-minute episodes that we were just like, press the board. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen Hart, Christy, I mean, we still, some of the people who support us, it was, I mean, stuff like that now, it, it seems like, and we had no idea, and it was just amazing. And I guess I should also mention before we go, we're, we were still waiting to hear on the song that we really wanted to have as our single. <sighs> Just, yes, wouldn't it be amazing if we finally get a letter from Dolly Parton's people allowing us to use nine to five for our theme song? Or even officially rejecting us. I, I mean, that would be also be amazing, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> In hindsight, we spent a lot of time talking about what song would be correct for us without thinking about having to get rights. So then, you know, we, we really had did something that was rights free. But I mean, you know, Beyonce, we were like, who are these women we could have? You know, we decided about Dolly Parton. But I guess if there's a choice for Dolly between helping, you know, stop COVID or being uh, our song, yes. I guess she might have made the right choice. Teaching the entire U.S. nation to read. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I guess she's got her priorities in order. But I just, just... Her, let her know, <laughs> Dolly, we're here. Call us. We're still waiting. <laughs> We were so cute in our naivete. Like how, how we just did not know what we were doing at all. 
Oof, that, and that, that really reminds me that there's a reason why people say never listen to your first podcasts. Right. So I'm definitely not going to go back to those 11 minute jobs. They were our starting point and I think are a measure of how we've evolved and improved. Well, I would, one thing I would say is for somebody who thinks they can never public speak or do anything, I'd like, go listen to one oh, of our yeah. first episodes and realize <laughs> that you can just start wherever. Or I have had one that somehow the recording didn't work halfway through and it was an excellent guest. <laughs> I had to say, do you mind if we start over? I mean, it, oh, no, we've been yeah. a lot of fun behind the scenes, but we're going to celebrate mm. all of that. And, yes. And, um, I think with that, I think we've given everybody, a, you know, we're, we're recording in the daytime, so we're not, at least one of us isn't really doing a toast of champagne, but it's, you know, a toast of coffee here. At least one of us. <laughs> <laughs> You're jet lagged. You could be anywhere. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've got, I've got a cup of, what is this, green tea with pomegranate. And that is, that is, I'm, 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 I'll raise that to you, Lisa, but look forward to being in person. I think we've got multiple. We do. We have some wine Yeah. Yeah. That I'll see you at. And yeah. then we have women in compliance. We've got a lot of, a lot of get together. You never know where in the world Mary may end up being. And I may end up there at the same time. Once we got together in South Africa, in Cape Town. We so. did. We held a board meeting. Great woman in compliance. You know, you're successful as a podcast, when you can hold a board meeting in Cape Town. Yeah, it was an excellent board meeting. To be fair, we both had other things to do there. Lisa, you're giving away all our trade secrets. I know, but I don't want everyone to think <laughs> that we have so much money that we can fly people around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, not only do we make no money, but it actually costs money to have a podcast. So <laughs> if you want to send us money, please, someone please set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> well... If we're in the middle of a changing of the guard. Let's just wait a little while on that because I don't <laughs> want it to come out as Mary sending me money. So I'm pretty sure zero people opened their wallets at that. Pretty sure. All right. Well, <laughs> lack of faith there. <laughs> <laughs> They're devoted, our, our crew. So. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, dear listener. You're just amazing. I think without that, I mean, any other stuff, anything else you want to add, Mary? No, I think my tummy's rumbling. I guess it's lunchtime. <laughs> so I guess we'll just close off with that, Mary. You want to end up? Yeah, sure. So all the big news. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for indulging us in our self-interested uh, episode today. But we hope that it will affect you in a positive way, too, once we uh, have things going. As always, we encourage you to chat with us that that. Um, I sort of jokingly have to refer to it as fan mail, but I guess, you know, when we get very gracious pieces of, of communication in, that's probably not an inaccurate way to think of it. So thank you for that. We'll also accept complaints and constructive feedback if you want to send that through. Although I'm, I'd have to say, honestly, I'm less enthusiastic about that versus gushing emails of how fabulous you find the podcast. That's obviously the number one preference. Um, and, uh, uh, just keep watching the space for what Lisa has to come. She is one of the most thoughtful people that I know in terms of really being able to think through relevant implications and considerations. And so I know that what Lisa presents to us when we get into the fall is going to be something that is just such a well-conceived format. It's going to be very strategic and considered. And I have every faith that Lisa will 
lead the podcast with continued success. Well, thank you. And we will still have one. We'll still have our emeritus. So you're, you're really a quick <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, you so much. Jesse. So thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.